You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, it's AfterBuzz TV's Californication After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Californication After Show. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing what we're here doing. Season 6, Episode 7 of Californication, The Dope Show. Woo. I'm your host, Phil Svitek. Join alongside Stephen Lemieux and Roxy, Rookie Stryer. I get the rookie on the show? You oh, get the yes. rookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Lee could not make it tonight, unfortunately, but we are here, fearless, ready to do this, delivering you the PSA that Hank couldn't. Yes. But before we get to the PSA part of this, let's get to... The Runkle part of this. Check. The yes. Runkle part of this. Runkle looks so skinny. And you guys are saying it's been all season. I don't know whether it's just this episode he looks so thin. It has been all season. He I must mean, have been hitting the weights. Last episode when he walks in in his rocker gear, it's like he's got that jacket on tight. You're just like, damn, Runkle, shit. Yeah, he, he's, he's definitely lost a lot of weight. <clears throat> to, to, to the point he looks emas- emaciated. emaciated. You know, I don't, I don't I, think I don't, so. I tried to tell somebody that the other day, and I said emancipated and felt like an asshole. <laughs> I hope the per- I, yeah, I hope the person you, you were want, talking man. to was not of a certain race. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he looks emaciated. I mean, he, I think he looks good. I mean, because we're just so used to him from the previous seasons being overweight. Whoa, 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 whoa! He wasn't overweight. Yes, he was. I, I. Well, he had he had beer gut up the ass, and what's going on is when you get rid of you can't spot weight loss, Phil. You got to get rid of it everywhere to get rid of it some places. So he's just lost it off of his arms and legs, and it's slowly going away from his chest first or okay. at next. Isn't yeah. that how weight loss works? Yeah, I know about this, Phil. I've oh. lost seventy pounds, motherfucker. All right, well, well wow. Evan, if you're listening, I, That's I, tight. I, I think you've gone a little bit too much. I think I think you, you could use some pounds on you. Sorry. Plus, when you lose weight, your dick looks bigger. Thank you. <laughs> what about if you shave if you, it? If you cut off your fingers and put them near your, your dick, your dick looks bigger, too. There you go. Um, what so, other well, ways well, can we make our dick look bigger, Roxy? While we're on the subject, I do want to say this. I have little hands. I'm just like, oh. I don't know if I it like was just that. me. Martin, cut off their mics, please. Please. I feel like my mic is cut. All right. So, spe- speaking of one of the ways, uh, you know, not not to get it too much into this, but if you notice the scene with him walking in, his nuts are gigantic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry to have to be the one to bring that up. No, I didn't notice because we had closed captioning, like, right over his nuts. That's probably why. But then well, it that moved. that pissed me off. Yeah, it was kind of annoying, but yes, his nuts were pretty... They're like tennis balls in those tinny... Skinny jeans. <laughs> yes, they were. And I think they played that up in, in That's what rockers do, baby. They show their nuts? Yes. I don't think I've heard the term 
your crooked dick so many times in an episode before, but they say it a lot in this episode. They did, but it was it was obviously for a very specific reason. It was to identify it in the video. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how do you guys feel about you know we've been predicting this, we've been predicting this. Marcy or Runkle is going to get Marcy. What are your guys? Thoughts on it this week? Did he go about it in the right way? Obviously, what do we got? Obviously, it wasn't going to be easy. I wasn't expecting it to be perfect the first time, but it's like one step forward, 12 steps backwards. I don't know how I feel about that. Of course, we have the rest of the season, and I'm sure by the end of it, we'll, we'll get the ball rolling more, but it's like, I don't know. They've kind of been dick-teasing us for a while now, and we got that, like, OTPHJ for 13 seconds, and then it's gone. Well, it's, it's, it's just like Rux to like uh, Runkle. For like that Roxy. To, yeah, it's just it? like Roxy, too. No, it's just like Runkle for it to be so close, and he is, like, right there, and then something fucks it up. Like, just go back to, uh, what was his boss's name? The but sec- he, he's the one who messed, I, again, every time something bad happens in his life, when will Runkle learn? It's his choice. It's well, his design. Right. What, what, was, what was his boss's name at the Which last one? Thing? She always went so-and-so. Out. Oh, you're talking about yes. um, uh, Cornelia. No, it's something. Cl- uh, Martin, look up season three. Oh, the blonde like chick that the was the blonde woman who was yeah, always and they like, were fucking at some point. Yes, but like he she was, was a man. He was so close to getting Marcy back at that point, and then she even comes by to congratulate him on the client with flowers, and she walks in, and they have the whole conversation. Wait a second, Runkle, are you inside that woman right now? Yeah. Yes, honey. Like, I mean, it just fucks him over. Just like this episode. They hold it to the end, fucks him over. Okay, I have two questions. Number one, completely irrelevant, but can you guys hear me? Because I, like, I feel like I'm going in and out. I hear, here's the thing. I, don't, I can certainly hear you guys. Oh, the, there we go. The swear words are the most piercing thing of all of it. Fucking I, dude. Okay, so, so right. here's my second question, which I swear is relevant. And this is to guys, because I know it's a different answer for girls. Can you be in love with somebody and still feel okay fucking other people? Like, Runkle has this huge realization that he's in love with Marcy, and then he's fucking Patricia. Like, could you do that? Because I don't think that I could. Here's Runkle's... I don't think... I don't think it's... It's kind of a guy thing, but... Don't stereotype in that way. Please, Roxy, if I can teach you anything. I'm asking a question. I understand. Stereotypes preserve. Okay, so so in in, in Runkle's sense, the reason why Runkle does it is because he's too easygoing. He goes with the flow. He he doesn't know any other way. And again, it's it's the short-term mentality that always gets him in trouble. He never thinks long-term. Well, let me ask you this, Roxy. Let's say you loved a guy and he didn't love you back. Would you save yourself for him to eventually love you back, or would you just go with the flow until the situation happens? One First of day all, that would be assuming that Marcy didn't love her uncle back. Second of all, no conversation had been had at this point. Still, I mean, he loves her. He is not sure about what no, she feels. Obviously, I don't think you should wait your whole life for somebody if they're never going to fall for you. Yeah, it wasn't even a 24-hour period. Yeah, it, like, That's true. You know, I think those are two different questions. So what you're asking me, no, then I don't think it's fair. But it, he had the realization, he had this life-or-death experience, he's at the park, and he is fucking somebody in the bathroom. Yeah, but just look at Hank. I mean, come on. Well, that's different. Oh, it's different when it's Hank. Yeah, I love it. It's him. different when he has hair. Is that what's going on? No. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll yes. talk... Like, <laughs> Not to get into Hank too much, but the reason why it is actually different is because Karen is not reciprocating love. 
And this has been what now? Kind of. I mean, it's been on and off, but you could say four years, three years. I don't know. Count it however you want to count it, I guess, ultimately. But even while they were together, Hank still... Hank is a victim of circumstances, always has been. Like, it, it should How is Runkle not a victim of circumstances this episode? Because he went and fucked... Because Hank, t- in this episode, got his hand put on a girl's tit, and Runkle willingly went into a bathroom to fuck a chick and videotaped it. Hey, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything except the ba- put the mask on and hold the camera. And pull out his dick. No, she did that for him. You think... <laughs> this is the problem with guys. <laughs> I'm just setting you up. I'm sitting next to fucking Chrisley next time. Hey, hey, don't don't lump me in with him. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Fuck this. Don't lump... What has this show turned into? What is this? All right. I think... I, I am Team Roxy in that it's too early. <laughs> it's too early. Shut up. And you know what? <laughs> And as we find out, you know, I love the pillow talk, by the way, you know, and he says, she's like, you know, how can it be that easy? And it can be that easy. But you messed it up, Runkle. You messed it up. You take responsibility for your actions, you. Runkle made a big potty. (laughs) He did. (laughs) That was kind of cute, though. And again, you know, in terms of that, I love the fantasy moment. Why can't we build that fantasy for him? I mean, he's using that, but, you know, it's... the three of them, why not? Have a family. You know, I do think when there's a kid in the picture, you owe it to the child to make the extra effort. But if you're making the extra effort, you're not fucking Patricia in the park. In the bathroom. And Yeah, in the bathroom. I don't know. Runkle goes through phases, and yes, he loves Marcy, but now that he's slept with Marcy, do you think he's still going to be trying to go after her that much more, or he thinks he's going to have his fix? And be- no, I think he's going to still go after her. Listen, he's on the plane, he realizes he's in love with Marcy, he fucks Trudy. Then he comes home, he still realizes he's in love with Marcy, he fucks Patricia. Then he goes and he fucks Marcy, and he's always going to want to fuck Marcy, but he's not willing to put the other tail behind. All right. Well, how did you guys feel about Marcy's response when she she said uh, she said it's familiar, but in a not unpleasant way? That's a double negative right there. Well, Marcy. look at look at the shit she's done with Stu. It's all crazy shit. Like they have role play, they have toys, they have all this crazy crap. It's nothing like it's not like a loving couple really. It's not. They're not making love. They're fucking. Like. Stu comes up with a snorkel and a dildo. I mean, that's pretty... So if you're so, fucking, you can't be in love? No, that's not what you I'm saying. You making love to be in love? I'm just saying it's been so long for her because to spice things up with Stu, she's been doing all this crazy shit. She hasn't just had... Like, this is her first love. This is like... This is the pe- pe- guy she was married to for so long. I mean, it's like it's nostalgia and love because, of course, she still loves her uncle. So it's just kind of that feeling of they don't need the crazy shit for it still to be good for her. But she still didn't quite get there. Mama almost got there. Yeah, but Mama. that was impressive. Mama did almost get there. And, of course, I love how she catches him on the bent penis. Mm-hmm. And she knew exactly who that mom was. Oh, she's the mom who always wants to have sex with What's all the dads. What's it called? Dads. What, Hannah? Uh, housewife, housewife Hannah. Housewife Hannah. Bar, look up if there's a thing called Housewife Anything. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of Housewife like porno, things. or what do you mean Housewife Anything? You guys what do you think I'm sick. saying? Martin, <laughs> right. I have two people who've, who've, who've upped the swear count so much. I'm sorry. I know, we're going to do an F word What do you think I'm asking for? Housewife, I'm looking for a housemaid? 
Jesus, Martin. We're doing a swear word okay, camera on the no show starting balls, next Manson. week. No okay. more balls, Manson. No more balls, Manson. Words of wisdom, baby. All right, before we move on to Manson, um, I want to thank you guys. Take this moment, uh, without hyperbole, to say thank you guys for listening. Um, we do appreciate it. I recruited two people. See, last season I had to do it by myself for you guys, but now I recruited two greats from After Buzz to do That's this show. That's right, we great, baby. You're talking yeah. about Chris Lee and Roxy, aren't you? Yes, one of them is missing. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was here all along. But, see, we're improving the panel as we speak because of you guys, and we try to alter it. Um, apparently, this week, you guys said we need to swear more. So, <laughs> fuck. Let us know. We've done that enough for you. So go to iTunes, rate and comment, let us know how we're doing. Five stars, bitches! And then tell us how much you hate us. You know what you should also do? You should also go to YouTube and comment so we can comment back with curse words and the like. Thank you. Yes. Good point. Valid point. Steven's going to learn new words by next week, I promise you. Let's bring a dictionary. Are there I will help him with the dictionary. How about a thes- thesaurus? Right. Yeah. Let's get to Becca speaking of words and writers. Okay. Every time I see Becca, and even more now, she just reminds me of how good the casting was on having Becca be Karen's daughter. Because, like, the jawline, just how similar she looks, I just, I'm astounded by it still. Really? You think she looks that similar? I think she looks astoundingly similar. Like, the jawline, the facial features, she looks... But the coloring is David Company, so it's good. Yeah, like, the the facial features... Tons of housewife porn. We're getting we're getting a note from the booth that there is in fact tons of housewife something. Can somebody porn. get me out of here? After Buzz exclusive. <laughs> no, but I mean, like looking at season one, where you're kind of like you're unsure as she grew up. It's really like you can definitely see David Duchovny and you can see Karen in her. So it's pretty cool. It is. It really is. Um, yeah, and she's great. She's awesome. I saw her um, in August Osage County on Broadway a few years back, and she was unbelievable. So she performs live, too. Baller. Now, what do, you, what do you guys think of her? You know, obviously she throws this party. Um, both Karen and Hank are mad at her. Karen maybe more, more so than Hank. A little more mad because they walk in on some boy trying to just the tip her. <laughs> I think she's not going as crazy as she's letting on. Um, my... Who, Karen or Becca? Becca. I don't I think Becca is really like just doing this to test bounds with her parents and to maybe even people watch the other people as they do all these things cuz when we see her in the hot tub she's obviously not inebriated. She's like telling the she's telling the guy no. She's telling him he needs a condom. Like she seems very sober and after a party like that, you think she'd seriously look like that? You think she'd be completely not hungover at all? Give me no way. Like Okay, she, that's a valid she, point. That's actually a very valid okay, point. Okay, but she did steal all those drugs. You think she just knew Karen was going to go through her purse? No, that's not what I'm saying, but honestly, I think she's... But by, have, by having those drugs, she can attract people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so maybe they weren't for immediate use, but then, you know... She's, I do agree with her, though, to a certain extent. You know, parents have to trust their kids at some point. When you're grown up and you're over 18 years old and you're doing your own thing... I mean, you're still living under your parents' roof, so you have to respect them in that sense, but you got to make your own mistakes. I fucking know I did. Well, she did bring up one of the points that I thought was really valid uh, for her. She said, you know, you guys had it easy with me. Yeah. They did. Like, with all the shit that Hank did with Hank, with Karen and everything, like all the women coming home. God, I mean, there's, it's surprising she didn't run away and never come back after she turned, like, 14 or 15. Or go to rehab or try to kill herself. Like, Yeah, it's like... It's insane. I mean, she is. Uh, the, 
Hank is obviously deterring her away from it, but she's now channeling it through an artistic vision. Which, unfortunately, we don't know if it comes out so well. I mean, we'll find she's, already, she's already experimented with shrooms with uh, her friend, the dean's daughter. So, I mean, I guess the only thing left is... <clears throat> sorry. Uh, is narcotics. So, I mean, I think she's well, just that, that slowly was, dipping into that a little bit. You know, that, that was kind of the rich girl rebel but now this is this is a lifestyle you know and she's trying to embrace that but but i think you do make a good point and one of the reasons why she does end up leaving marilyn manson is because she doesn't want that lifestyle i think she wants to observe it but no i think it's because he tried to poop on atticus's chest <laughs> come on we've all had a situation where we've m- might have pooped on atticus's chest when I, in our life true or false you have pooped on somebody's chest before false but I've almost pooped on Atticus Fest's chest. Thank you. Good story. You Good haven't? Story. You haven't? Once. <laughs> to, Once. Cut, to cut ahead, See? I mean, it, to, I don't even know where Roxy's point is. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm like, I know we're going in one direction, and I say this, Phil's going to get pissed, but I just have to throw in my two cents, let you get pissed, and, and put us back on She's track. like Nicolas Cage in Next. She can see five seconds in the future, and she decides on a bad outcome yep. every time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, to, to bring it to your point, I, I will counter you, because I think, I think she, it wasn't just that. I think she, when she's with Karen and Hank, she says, you know, I've always kind of known what I'm doing. She's just too smart. She's too smart to be getting fucked up and wasted to the point of fucked up dumb. That's two fuck words, Phil. That's three now. Oh, my God. I, I honestly think she's just observing the effects of the people of her generation when they're introduced to these narcotics and these drugs and things. Like, I'm wondering what's going to happen with this guy. I forgot his name. What's his face? The Tower Master. He is, he, that guy is in 21 and over. He is. There's a little bit of news. What guy are you talking about? Her uh, boyfriend, or oh. just the tip guy. The Harry, Harry, just the tip. I've never heard fucked up dumb before. Fucked up dumb? Fucked up dumb. Fucked dumb. up dumb. Like D-O-M at the end. You're dumb, D-O-M. My goodness, guys. <laughs> You're fucked dumb. Here's what I love about <laughs> Hank, and here's what I hate about you guys. Your interpretation of all this just becomes swear words. <laughs> Hank has an articulate way I'm articulating. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, of navigating through this drug-induced world. So congratulations, you, if guys. You were, if you were a father, would you have gone the route that Hank did? To like, fucked up them? Yeah. No, I would uh, Maybe. <laughs> we need a bumper for that. Okay. Guys, my favorite line to the episode... Hello, child. Just over and over again. Hello, child. It was so funny. Oh, bring the child in. Who, who's Becca? Hello, child. Oh, the child. Yes. You know what, Roxy? You might, you might get this reference and you might like it. Uh, I think it reminds uh, me of, 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 of Sarah Jessica Parker in Hocus Pocus. Okay. Why? She's the witch with the yeah, child. Yeah, I remember the movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's I just, but she's like not fucked up on drugs, running or laying down. Like, yeah, but she's a she's a she's airheaded a witch. witch, and and you know, Atticus Fetch for because of the drugs. I'm he, impressed that you know the movie enough to make that connection. I, there you go. That's what I do. So we're still talking about and, Becca, right? Okay, and, we still are. It, it, what is it when you meet your hero, such as Marilyn Manson? Which you know, we're to assume that that is one of hers. What is the takeaway? What is the lesson? I love that, that they're just laughing at the PSA or whatever they may be putting on. What do you... What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> the question becomes... Valid point, Phil. <laughs> the question becomes... 
how does it alter Becca's perception of drugs? I think you guys asked me if you met Marilyn Manson, would you do coke with him if he was offering? That was a question you guys asked me during. And I fucking hate coke. Like everybody knows, I'm a party girl. I've messed around. People would probably think I do a lot of coke. It sucks. I hate it. And. If Marilyn Manson wanted to do coke with me, I'd probably say yes. So, and he's not even like top five of my idols. And maybe that's me being weak, but I feel like when you meet somebody that you idolize so much and they're doing something, even if you know it's wrong, you kind of want to join the bandwagon, which is fucked up. I'm usually not a follower, but you know, you're it, looking at somebody, you're so impressed with them, and you like, it's almost embarrassing to say no. So it's like, it's it's, seeing him do that. On, on one hand, it probably makes her feel like it's okay. But on the other hand, at least he was fucking crazy. Like, if he had been doing coke and been a great role model, she would have been screwed. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's more of a, like a level thing. Like, if, you, if you're at a place and they're hosting and they offer you a drink, you're not going to turn the drink down. If you're, at, if you're at, sorry, Snoop Lion's house and he offers a fucking blunt to you, you're not going to say, no thanks, I don't smoke, Snoop. Like it's it's just one of those like situation things. Yeah. It's it's it'd be awkward to say no in a situation like that. To agree, it's, I'd rather like tweak out on the couch and say yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm gonna get kicked off the show, aren't I? They're not gonna get kicked off the show. <laughs> you're, you're you're both five swear words away from that. Um, okay, so, so we got five guys for eight for Christmas. All I want is AIDS. Can you do that for me? <laughs> That was a very funny. I don't even know what that line meant. Like what the hell? I think he was just fucking with every. What's that? Everybody. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Good. Um, let's, let's keep this up. Where was I going with this? My God. Um, with your idol and what you want. I don't know. See, I could be completely wrong, and I'm probably sending the wrong message out. But it's hard to say no when you idolize somebody so much. Is all I'm trying to. Say. But I, I think here's here's where I give Becca a lot of credit. She's so self actualized and so self, so intelligent that I think one of the as Hank points out later, it was a nice day, you know, to have the parents care about her again. She is kind of falling back into the role of child. What I will say is I love seeing Hank and Karen join together to try and help Becca. At least that was something I could appreciate, even though Hank fucked it up and was touching the tits. And <laughs> The parental units were together again to finish something together. And that's important, and we see that with Marcy and Runkle. Even though it pisses me off that Runkle's full of shit because he was trying to... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what do you, what's another way to say full of shit? <laughs> full of full crap. Of, full of full crap. Of crap. Yes. Full of crap. Because Listeners, he, doesn't really, Mar- uh, he doesn't care about Stu. He doesn't care about little Stu. He just wants Martine to try to impress her. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's effed up. Oh, I'm proud of you. Uh, listeners, Roxy has uh, two fingers left because we started with five after getting five to kick off the show. So she has two fingers left after that 30 Steven second has speech. Four. I have four, which I'll gladly give up one fucking finger right there. Now I have three. Okay, but Becca, so what do you think? What are your thoughts on her book? Do you think that the book is going to be just a big brick of crap? Or do you Good think... One. I know, close. Do, or do you think she's actually going to have some valid points in there that Hank will help her maybe put into a novel as opposed to... I think to, you're getting into predictions. It's, it's still back Okay, up. well, this isn't necessarily a prediction, but what, what do you think the book is about? You know, we know, and I, I'm, this, I'm, this is the book, Fucking and Punching... Phil? Is Hank's 
I said this is the book. Uh, so if I say this is a book before every time I swear? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the book. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Martin! <laughs> Martin! I miss Chrysalis. <laughs> I do, too. This is what the did book. you do? Fuck you, Martin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So this is the book. What, 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 what is the what? Well, that was an was a specific instance, right? That's him and Mia. What is this book about? Is it just about her sexual sexcapades? Yeah. Is it is it Charles Bukowski's women, but guys in this case? I really don't know. I mean, maybe it's about her family and about her parents and growing up. Is it fiction? Nonfiction. I think it's kind of like maybe it's something along the lines of what if you do exactly what your parents do, like what are the choices you'll make if you make them as close to your parents as possible? Are you assuming that, or do you have some sort of intel? I'm assuming that. I have an assumption. Well, here, here, I'm going to lead you guys because I know you've you've sort of said this in your in your own ways, both of you. It's she's she's observing this world, but she still doesn't know how to be a part of it. She and she doesn't know, therefore she doesn't know how to write for it. Whereas Hank lives this world, so that's why I think you know next week we're going to find out that the book's not as great as it should be is because of that fact. I hope if it's not as great as it should be, it's something that can be improved. Like it's not just complete crap, and she can get notes on it because I don't want to see her completely fail. Or maybe there's something about it that Hank can help her rewrite, or you know what I mean. I'm gonna hold off my thoughts until predictions. Well, there's a, there's a great there's the great line that was uh, that Hank told the kid who tried to off himself after Hank said his work was terrible back in the dean the that. dean season, where he's just like, you you have to fail to continue to be better. Like you get better with time. If you if you release a successful book on your first book. I mean, you're but, never going to get better. It, but you but, can't really teach writing either. That's yeah. Hank also taught that. So either Becca's good or she's not. At least right we now. know whatever he says to Becca that he's honest. Because think about Becca's ex-boyfriend that he fucking hated. And oh, thank God, my hand was really getting tired. Are you now fired? <laughs> you're fired. This is this is our last podcast with Roxy. Really? As no, as it's don't... after five. She has reached her limit. Oh. oh. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay, because remember the boyfriend that. Uh, Hank hated, <laughs> and and he told him that his script was amazing. Yes. So we know he's honest, even if he doesn't want to like something. We know he is going to tell the truth, which is good, but... Bad for Becca. Right. Sadly. Not no. good fathering skills. I don't think it's going to be completely terrible, because, I mean, he said he said his daughter's talented when he saw her reading at the, the cafe. So, I mean, I honestly think it's going to be just, she doesn't know what to leave out. And what to keep in. And I think it's just going to be... Long. I think it's going to be sorting through the bull crap and getting the meat of the story. Because she gave him this gigantic thing of papers. I honestly think it's like turning that into... Like, getting the shit off the dirty diamond. That's my job here. As your leader, my job is to filter out all these swear words from your stupid little brains right now. <laughs> right. Imagine me Come with on, kids. Phil. Just say it. All right. Join us. <sighs> Can't right. beat them. I will not join them. I will be like Hank. I will. Ha- I have a brilliant plan for you guys, and I will make you better speakers by the end. All right. What's so the plan? Sp- the plan is well. Let, let's let's talk about Hank taking credit for his genius plan and, and 
Karen and not reciprocating in those moments. How did you guys feel their dynamic in this episode? I know that she's seen it a thousand times, but I think that a lot of her being pissed was about the boob grab, even though it looks like it's not getting to her anymore. It's like he always is messing up, and she's just sick of it. She's like, on top of that, your plan sucked. Did you want to go over there and see this chick? Just be real with me. If uh, everything had gone, gone to plan and Becca had left, like Hank had said, and that did happen and nothing else had gone down, I think she would have given him maybe like a little kiss goodnight. I think it's... Okay. I think it would be refreshing to have at least one episode with Karen and Hank where a situation arises that could put Hank in an awkward position and Karen doesn't catch him. Because it's just getting so ridiculously predictable at this point. Right. Like, I said before she walked in and Karen's about to walk in. And then, of course, she did. All right. You guys ready to move into predictions then? Um, Actually, I have... Yeah, what do you... Well, well, because we'll, we'll make predictions long and stuff like that. But before we do, hit the news and gossip bumper, Martin. Oh, oh. TV news. Is right. stuck in your throat? Yeah. Real fast. <laughs> Explosions. Real fast. Uh, Marcy's character, real name Pamela Adlin, uh, she was on Adam Carolla's podcast. She had a great appearance. She answered some... Uh, some sex questions. Great. Maybe, maybe you guys should, you know. She swears a lot, so, you know, join that ship. We met her at the gifting suite, and she was the cutest woman of all time. She is very fantastic. I hope she, we should get her to come in. I think she should come in. We're, she we're, was so fun. We're working on getting her, and we're working on a few uh, special guests for you guys before the end of the season, so just come down to scheduling. Uh, I'm hoping to get David Duchovny, you know, now that he's promoting his new movie. Everybody loves Phantom. Double Ds. And somebody who works at AfterBuzz just interviewed him, Sassy Gabby, baby. So oh, maybe yeah. she can hook that up. What about Maria? Yeah. She, he was on Extra. That, Of course that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think Maria could get anybody in here that she wanted to. Uh, She's access to the world. I was so, plugging sassy. Keep going. There you go. So that, that's my little fun bit of news and gossip for the week. Um, all right. So you with don't that, have any of the quotes about sex? You got to listen to the show. Oh, man. I was hoping no, to here, here's, some here's, here's what I will say. Here, here's what I will say. I'll, I'll tease a little bit for Adam because I love him so much and, he, and he's a friend of mine. Uh, they've known each other for a long time. So you could, what's fun is seeing their friendship in the podcast. They, they, I think they do an hour with just the two of them. And, you know, she talks about working with Louis C.K. Um, and she has a great spirit. She, in, in Her mouth is foul. So you guys would love that. Love and, it. I, and again, her, her answers to some of these, you know, questions from callers. You know, because they, they kind of have the love line dynamic where they take relationship calls and, you know, they're answering them. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a good bit of fun to see that. And She's, she talks about the show a little bit, but I won't give away what it is because oh. you have to listen. She seemed pretty uh, similar to her character on the show. Like... She's really down to earth, really funny, curses a lot, likes to have a drink in her hand. Cool well, chick. I mean, she, she was w- talking about PSAs, by the way. Really? Yeah, about how like they have all these <laughs> drunk people doing these sort of PSAs. So it's actually funny. That's that- funny. Well, I mean, she was a she was a pretty well known voice actress before she was on Californication, wasn't she? Yeah. Do you know which Time Cop? She did- she was she was she's also Bobby from from uh, King of the Hill. Yeah, she was Bobby King of the Hill. She was the little kid in like the. Future wow. Police or whatever old show on Cartoon Network. Futurama. No, no, that's no. like little kid, big guy, and a robot going through time and What's messing with stuff. I think it was called like Time Cop or something or Future Cop. I don't know. It was actually a pretty good show, but I, her voice was so distinct in that that as soon as I heard her on Californication, I was like, "That's her." That's great. Yeah. So I mean, it, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to sit down and chat with her because, yeah, 
Well, listen to her on the Adam Carolla Show, available on iTunes, just like us. Yeah, we need to get some Mangria on this show, because that'd be fun. Thank you, Steve. All right, with that, let's move into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I can't do that. All right, the, re- the reason why I cut off our show to get into predictions, I want to have longer predictions. Um, and the reason why I want to have that is because y- you said... <laughs> You said, Stephen, that it's becoming predictable. Yes. Here's where it's different. This is sort of the last straw. As he says, you know, uh, this is, you're everything I want, but you want nothing to do with me, or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty clear from the previews that Becca's work is not going to be good. But then the fun part is no one else seems to like Hank's work. And who does he have to go to? His muse. Maggie, what's your... Oh, Faith. Faith. So, what you're saying is, perhaps, when Hank says to... When Hank says to Karen, he's like, I just have some sort of magnet that everybody wants me, but the one person I want doesn't want me. So, when you're talking about writing, Hank doesn't like... The one person that Becca wants to like her writing is Hank, and everybody else is... And Hank's doesn't like it, and everybody else is going to like Becca's writing. You think everybody else is going to like it? Becca's writing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. That's what he just said. That's what I was saying. If that's what your analogy was, that's what... That's not my analogy. Okay. But that, that's an interesting point, but it wasn't my point. So. Okay, because that's kind of what I got from that. Um, no, I get... Uh, it's a, that's an interesting theory. I don't know if it is your theory, but you're saying it. And yeah. I think that could happen. That, that actually could happen. My, my theory was you have... Because they're both writing currently. Right. It's just Becca's done right now. Hank has yet <gasps> to get to it. Maybe they collaborate on a novel and... It's so... Or the rock opera. It'd have to be the rock opera. If yeah. Well, we did see the Smart. Pre- we did see in the preview that they hated the writing for the rock opera or something. So perhaps... Well, I mean, what is rock and roll but sex and drugs? So using Becca, Becca's book for that might be interesting. Maybe it'll be the same kind of thing like with... Uh, uh, what's her... God, I can't even remember her name. She was in the studio. Fucking and punching yeah. author. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, that's the book. Mia. Mia, yeah. Madeline like, Zima. Madeline Zima fighting, fighting the book and so liking it and stealing it. I mean, what if it's the same with Atticus getting Becca's book and reading Becca's book and being like, this and is it. That, that, would, that wouldn't be that storyline again. I, 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 liked, I liked your theory until you went there. Yeah. I don't think that would happen. You lost it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Child, it's the child. Hello, child. Hello, child. Hello. I'm, I'm going, hey, no, no more balls. No more balls, Manson. No more balls, Manson. Too many balls. Too many balls. Right. What do you guys predict? I mean, now we have, we, have, we have sort of a Mexican standoff with Stu and Runkle because they're both vying for Marcy. And we have Runkle getting tased by Ophelia. Yes, as yes. we see in the next episode, we have uh, Ophelia tasing Runkle and lots of shit going down. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm with you, Martin. Yeah. All right. Well. I don't know. Honestly, I think that Ophelia. There's. Uh, this is bad. What's another word for the F word? Because it's got to be like really. What, strong. what do you want? What, what? I freaking hate people. People who are such feminists. It's like we should be looking. Go, go, go. Speaking of writing. This is a true quote. There are th- there are some feminists that believe because uh, again this is from their interpretation. There are so many male writers that literally what the writer is doing is is uh, inserting his phallus onto the work onto humans that read it. And 
if that is the level of consciousness so this that man the, wouldn't even let this woman finish her sentence. I know. I didn't. Feminism. Well, what was your take on it? By the way, no. if, if there are any writers that are writing on that conscious of a level, that is insane. I don't want to know those writers. I just Can love you- writing my dick into my work. <laughs> there are feminists who believe that, but you go ahead, Roxy. You know what, you males? Shut the ass up. No, okay, here's, here's what I'm saying. I believe the word you were looking for to describe her was the C word. <laughs> I, I drop it so many times, I literally think Phil will punch me in the face if I say it on air. <laughs> here's the thing. It's good to believe in equality. It's not good to believe that women should rule the world. It's not. Because that's not equal. Because that's not equality. Ophelia thinks that women should, like, basically beat up men. I mean, for I, having I, as, as Runkle is tased. I don't even know if beat up is the word. I think be subservient is more of the feeling. Guys, where is this cock cage going to go? Are we going to ever see that again? Do you really <laughs> want to see it again? Yeah, I do. I think I think we will. I, it's, it, you know what? Cock-cage. Is she gonna is she gonna cock cage Runkle while he's down and out? <gasps> I don't think Marcy will let him. Who knows what Marcy will? She Marcy's still mad. What if Ophelia and Stu fuck? Damn! I've already I've already uh, uh, roll the music, Martin. Yeah. Roll the music. Oh, no. Bye, Roxy. Oh, no. Bye. Oh no! You know what? Yeah, Roxy, please take a seat. I won't even give your Twitter away. Hey, serious, Martin, go. can you can you mute Twitter. her mic? Mute her mic. Go. I will not end the show until you're gone. Get the fuck out. Oh, and you too. shit. You're gone, too. Damn it. All right, Martin, close this out with me. Martin, where can they find you? Is it the Every Other Day Man? It is. It's the, the Every yeah, Other Day Man. I am JC Rubio's uh, better-looking younger cousin. All right, well, thank you, Martin, for, for doing a great show with me. You're always the best. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, we will improve, I promise. Uh, See you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manu. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.